I'm someone who loves trying out different makeup looks, but doesn't really wear much on a daily basis, so I like to focus on making sure I have high quality staples. And whether you like a fresh face, full glam, or somewhere in between, you've probably seen Thrive Cosmetics Viral Tubing Mascara. I've certainly seen it everywhere, you know the one in the turquoise tube? So that mascara, along with all of Thrive Cosmetics beauty products, are certified 100% vegan and cruelty-free, which I look for in makeup, and they've got excellent quality to match. And something I didn't know from all the mascara videos I've seen is that for every product sold, Thrive Cosmetics donates either that same product, another product that is needed more, or a monetary donation. They've worked with over 500 nonprofits to help with a wide range of causes like supporting cancer survivors, people experiencing homelessness, education access, and so much more. Knowing that makes me feel even better about using their products. And I do enjoy using them. Like I said, I like having high quality staples, and so my favorites are products that are multi-purpose, like the Brilliant Eye Brightener. It comes in a bunch of colors, and I like using them as eyeliner, eyeshadow, and even highlighter. Thrive Cosmetics is luxury beauty that gives back. Right now, you can get an exclusive 20% off your first order at thrivecosmetics.com thrive. That's Thrive Cosmetics, C-A-U-S-E-M-E-T-I-C-S, dot com slash thrive for 20% off your first order. Hey there. Ever wonder what happens to all those amazing screenplays that never make it to the big screen? Well, wonder no more. Welcome to Table Read Podcast, where we bring those undiscovered gems to life. Picture this. Talented actors giving incredible performances with the occasional laugh or blooper thrown in, produced by award-winning pros. From drama to comedy, TV pilots to feature films, there's something for everyone. And guess what? We release new episodes every week, so don't forget to hit that subscribe button. Table Read Podcast, where great stories finally get their chance to shine. I'm Emily Rems. And I'm Callie Watts. We're both editors of Bust Magazine in Brooklyn, New York. And we're both hosts of Pop-Tarts, Bust Feminist Pop Culture Podcast. Pop-Tarts is a twice-monthly podcast that celebrates women in pop culture. The first half of each episode is devoted to a cool guest or hot topic in entertainment. And in the second half, a segment called Whatcha Watchin', we dig into all the shows, movies, books, music, videos, and podcasts we've been enjoying. Plus, our guests are major. Callie, tell these fine people who we've talked to so far. Well, we've interviewed Aquafina, Liz Winstead, Jessica Williams, Julie Klausner, Phoebe Robinson, Rachel Dratch, Amber Tamlin, Justine Bateman, Ricky Lake, Amanda Palmer, Janine Garofalo, and more. And we have even more great guests coming up. Find us on iTunes at bust.com slash Pop-Tarts or wherever you get your podcasts. Mwah. Mwah. Hey, everybody. Welcome to Let's Get Civical. This is the podcast where we talk about politics, government structure, and dive into the context of current events, but in a super fun way. I'm Lizzie Stewart, comedian, feminist, and political junkie. And I'm Arden Wallentowski, former Senate intern, campaign staffer, and political strategist. In this episode, we're going to be talking about gerrymandering. So get out your district maps. And let's get civical. Hi, team. What's up? We're here. We're back. We're all together again. Thank God. It's very exciting. Um, today, I, Lizzie Stewart, and she, Arden Walentowski, are going to be talking about <laughs> gerrymandering. We're all going to get frustrated. And by that, I mean I'm going to get frustrated. And I'm going to try and calm her down. Throughout this entire <laughs> process. Um, it's not clear. No. Gerrymandering. It's no. not easy. It's not simple. The lines are do not make sense it is not clear the lines are shall we say blurred blurred okay but let's start with what we do know which is straight up 
the definition of gerrymandering. Great. I love so, it. So for those of you who don't know, the definition of gerrymandering is when you manipulate the boundaries of an electoral constituency so as to favor one party or class. Arden, translate that. Great. So that means that you uh, you can't just like randomly draw districts. They have to have like a certain population number in them. Uh-huh. And they the land has to be... You can't have them like pockets of land in different places. It all has to be contiguous. What does that mean? <laughs> it means continued. What? It has to be one piece of land. That That is touching. That is touching. So we're all touching. We're all touching. And right. if we don't touch, it's no go. It's no go. No bueno. Okay. That is so clear. Um, great. <laughs> I love it. I love it. So... We gerrymander to for political gain, right? That's what we do. Yes. You can also gerrymander if you want to have a, um, a particular group, like a demographic group, a racial group, ethnic group represented so that their votes aren't lost in, that they're not like dispersed throughout different congressional districts. Mm-hmm. And that's something that used to be protected under the Voting Rights Act. It is no longer protected under the Voting Wait, Rights Act. What's not... Wait. The fact that you can protect certain people of color. So we cannot protect them anymore. Not in this particular sense, no. Oh, great. Yeah. Good on us. I know. We did well really done, well there. Well done, everyone. Yeah. That's stupid. Sorry. Okay. I'm already upset. <laughs> I'm already upset. Before I, before I black out. What I do love about gerrymandering, the only thing I love about gerrymandering, I will say, this is the only positive thing I have to say about this entire subject, is um, where the name gerrymandering comes from. Wait, where does it come no, from? No, literally. Okay, shut up. It, okay, you're gonna die. <laughs> so, back in 17 or 18, ha ha ha, a gentleman by the name of Elbridge Jerry. Shut up. Like, call your Elbridges in your life. They're gonna freak out. <laughs> Elbridge Jerry of Massachusetts. Heard of it? Redrew districting lines in in Massachusetts. Uh-huh. It, that looked so ridiculous. It looked like a salamander. So, so just wait. You're going to die. No, no. Shut up. I'm going to say it. So Elbridge Jerry drew a salamander. Jerry mandering. You guys, our country is a joke. A gerrymandering (laughs) from Elbridge Jerry. Um, Yeah. And, uh, and just so we can do a little throwback to some of our lessons prior, he drew them to favor (laughs) Democratic Republicans over Federalists, a.k.a. TJ over everybody else. Wow. Isn't that crazy? That is insane. That is why we have the term gerrymandering. gerrymandering. And uh, and something else that I want to point out that is stupid about gerrymandering <laughs> is that the politicians are the ones drawing the lines. Talk to me about that. It is fucking stupid. Okay, I great. Agree. I love that. Totally agree. You are the most articulate person I've ever met, and mm. I just had to say that. Thank you so much. Yes. Yeah, no, that is stupid. I, sometimes they are done by like bipartisan committees. Um, which are still the... Which are still politicians. Politicians, but at least it's bipartisan in a way. Like, there are people from both parties. Yeah. Or people from no party, like on a... Like, they're not associated That's, with a party. I like know. On it's a like, committee. is there a world in which but, n- it's not a partisan thing? Like, it's... It's a it's somebody's job that's that's not to draw them. Yeah, that he like like a engineer. I don't know what they do, but it sounds like they could draw lines, right? But then I think you get into the question of like, you know, like when the president appoints somebody to the Supreme Court. Yeah, those like those judges aren't supposed to be partisan in any way, but because they're appointed by the president, they right. automatically have like they're con- the, the label of like a conservative judge because right. Trump appointed them or Reagan appointed them or whomever. Yeah. The only way that you could get around partisan, like somebody part somebody not partisan creating the boundaries is if they were like an elected official and they weren't a part of a party and a ballot. Right. You know what we need? Monarchy. I, uh, uh, I yeah. volunteer. Okay, great. Okay. Um, so I'm going to become queen of America <laughs> just to, so you know, to just- keep part, like sh- literally Queen Elizabeth exists to not have an opinion. It's brilliant. She just like not to say that we should regress, stands. but I think we were a little, you know, like quick to judge quick the monarch. Yeah, I understand. Not so wait, that just, I, you know, just to clarify, you're now Queen Elizabeth and Mike Pence, and right now just the two. I'm, I'm, I'm a busy. I'm a busy. I'm a busy bee uh-huh, filling both of their <laughs> shoes right now. So the bit like the Supreme Court has ruled on gerrymandering approximately 
3,296,000 times mm-hmm. in the course of our history. Exactly. Why can we not come up with a consensus? Like, like why can't there be a ruling that solves gerrymandering? Because, Do you know what I mean? Yes, because the courts don't want to get involved in politics. Okay. That's not, that. they're supposed to be explicitly not involved in political decisions. How is gerrymandering so, not, like, how is gerrymandering politics? Because you're going to, you're essentially deciding whatever you rule, if you're ruling against it or for it, you're ruling for the party that either gerrymandered, like, a, mm-hmm. you're ruling against the party that gerrymandered the district um, or for the party that was being hurt by the gerrymandering. Right. But if you're, if you're setting, if you set a standard of like, you can't, which we will talk about in a second of, what they've ruled on like like you know partisan race race and population yeah if you if you set a standard for those three things and it like it's not always going to affect republicans and it's not always going to affect democrats you know it's going to even out Mm -hmm. who's being affected by like proper lines yeah yeah but it's just it's frustrating to me that every two every year the supreme court hears two to five gerrymandering (laughs) cases (laughs) <laughs> and and it and sometimes they contradict ones before that. Sometimes yeah. it's like, yes, we said you could do this over here in Maryland, but now we're in Texas, and you know what? Something else is different. Yeah, it just it feels. I know I understand that the Supreme Court is not supposed to be political, but like everything's political. Yeah, you know what yeah. I mean. Like I abortions think- political. Yeah, I think because this is so clearly you're dealing with the political parties right well the party system doesn't work so uh no, the supreme court be, needs to call me we should be a parliamentary we should again i'm just saying i think that we were a little quick to to judge all that to say that's why i want a queen and i uh, me i want to be queen you want to be queen i want to be a queen you know why queen? it's me you know, and my name is Elizabeth. We keep it consistent. I'm just saying it's not hard. I'm not making it hard on people. I'm, you know, it, you already associate Queen Elizabeth with right. something. Right. It know? could be you. It should be you. Uh, Do I ever tell you that my dream, like my greatest dream in life um, <laughs> is to call the queen and go, Lizzie, it's Lizzie. <laughs> That's it. I don't know what I would say after Lizzie, it, but I just, Lizzie. Lizzie, it's Lizzie. What's up? You know, because <laughs> we're the, we have the same name. So, okay. So what just happened? look, I blacked out. That's what happened. So let's talk about Supreme Court <laughs> historical cases and like why we are the way we are, because I think people will be shooketh mm. when they find out how many times this has been ruled on total i have no idea again i think it's some more like three million two hundred and seventy six times yeah exactly right um but so there are three areas mm-hmm. in which the supreme court rules on so one is population yeah the second one is race yeah and the third one is partisanship yes and i just want to give a little shout out i th- a lot of this research is coming from the national conference of state legislatures um so i just want to you know Cite our source. That's where a lot of this. I is love that. Yes, yeah. citing sources. Um, so walk me through <laughs> some of these cases and why they matter. <laughs> okay, great. Um, so the court started ruling on gerrymandering cases back in the '60s, and the first thing that they did was uh, the Baker versus Carr, where they the gave the federal courts the jurisdiction just to decide on constitutionality of districts drawn by state legislatures. Do we know what was happening before the 60s? Like how? I don't think that people um, had been, had particularly wisened up to gerrymander. Like this is where it first started to come to the I see. So like lines have just been being drawn. Being drawn and generally, I think, you know. I think it was at this point where you see like a turn to conservatism, a, con- a turn to like to McCarthyism and all that stuff that you start seeing like the conservative Republican Party really mm-hmm. kind of like double down on their um, like voter suppression stuff. This is also like during the civil rights era. Yeah. Yeah. So I think that's where a lot of this is coming from. I mean, mm-hmm. that's my educated guess and that's not something the courts have said, but um like the courts have not said much. Let me tell you, they and they uh, reverse themselves sometimes. I so, love that. yeah. So Baker versus Carr um, in 1962. That was the very first, uh, like the first one that gave them like jurisdiction to even say yay or nay in gerrymandering cases. Then they, the next year, they decided that basically one person should have one vote. 
Like you what an idea? The equivalent of two votes, just because you live in a district like where you have more representation than the, somebody in the district next to you. So they established the standard for equality of representation of one person run vote in Gray versus Sanders in 1963. This case was basically about it was from Georgia, and they had <laughs> essentially like a version of the electoral college in the state, but only for the Democratic Party. Okay, stop. <laughs> so they Literally did stop. like a weighted voting system for just the Democratic for Party. For just the Democratic so Party. So like for like primary stuff. Yeah. So Georgia, t- this is what this is literally verbatim from the National Conference of State Legislatures. Georgia tabulated vote votes for ca- for candidates in the Democratic Party for statewide offices in accordance with the population of the county in which the votes were cast. No. So depending on how many people live in your county, that's what they base the weight on of your vote. I Yeah. I, I just want to help. I want to be helpful. But when I see things like that it's it, you, you know when something happens to your friend and you find out so like after the fact and your response is, "Why didn't you call me?" Right. Georgia, why didn't you call me? I would have helped you. I would have helped you. I would have held your hair back. I would have done. I would have been there, hadn't given the chance. I feel like this was a dumb idea. This was a dumb idea, Uh, and so like clearly egregious because, and this is where like your point about how is this not partisan? Like gerrymandering is like clearly a partisan political thing. Mm -hmm. The court was like, yes, this is clearly a partisan and political thing in this case because you're only. Doing, doing it to one party, for one party, and you're doing it to the party that has the le- the lesser. They have less power than the Republican Party in Georgia, right? Time. So you're holding people back, and that's not fair. So that was like a, that was a big one. That yeah, I mean, sure, one person one vote, sure. And then there are some other cases in between here. The next like major case is Gaffney versus Cummings in 1973, and this this ruling ta- had some to do with like districting for population, but districting and gerrymandering for partisanship. So in terms of population, like each congressional district has to have like relatively the same amount of people in the district. So this ruling said that redrawing doesn't need to happen unless the difference between the population in the largest district in the state and the smallest district in the state is 10%. So as long as that difference is less than 10%, uh, under 10%, you don't have to redraw the lines. Based on population. Based on population. And I guess we should have said this at the top, but like the the census that happens every 10 years, that's where they're getting these numbers from. Ah, yes, 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 yes. So, but that's how we get the very basic fundamental numbers about how many states, about how, how many representatives each state gets. Mm. Yeah. And so in Gaffney versus Cummings, they basically said, if you have 10 districts, and the, di- the difference in population is less than 10% between District 1 and District 10, or the largest and the smallest, then you don't have to redistrict. They that also, makes... I'm okay with that. Yeah. Like, that makes sense to me. Okay. Like, that's basically saying, if the difference isn't huge, it's fine. It's fine. This case also uh, had something to say about partisanship. What did it say? What did um, they say? That the the Supreme Court basically said that the state's attempt to fairly allocate political power to the parties in accordance with their voting strength is constitutional. And they found that political fairness is a legitimate basis for gerrymandering. Okay, wait, hold on. Stop. I know. Okay, stop. This, this is heavy. Everybody stop. <laughs> Nobody move. What? <laughs> yeah. What they had done, and I, for, I didn't write down which state this was, so forgive me for that. But they, It's one of the 50. It was one of the 50 states. They used... The results from the preceding three statewide elections to to draw the Republican and Democratic legislative seats that would they wanted it to reflect. They wanted the state legislature to reflect the voting habits of the people living in the state. Great. Which in theory sounds nice, right? Yeah. Um, but I don't trust it. I don't trust right, I don't trust that. I don't trust that. It just it, sounds sketchy. I know. And me. again, it's just I feel and again, I don't know. But I just get nervous when we when we draw districts. We're so ingrained in a two party system that I it, it, it I feel like it's locked us into a system of government that doesn't really work. You know, right. um, I I know that gerrymandering is for two right. parties is what we have, right. and that's the thing. It's just it's frustrating that totally. that like this is based on that, right? Because it it like it feels like no matter what, it can't be fair. Yeah, I understand that. And it sounds like what the state 
the real state, state X of yeah. the United States, was yeah. trying to do in this case in Gaffney versus Cummings was they were trying to make it as fair as possible by actually going back and looking at the voting habits. Yeah. If you're talking about statewide elections, then you're looking at like the voting habits of maybe over a six year period. Right. And so you have some data to back up your districting and the court ruled that like that's okay because at the end of the day you have to draw them somehow i know like, you have to i know have you have to draw way. them i know are you advocating for like a robot to do this yes you want an algorithm i would love an yeah. algorithm i think that's fair yeah. i don't like the human beings with political affiliations aka politicians <laughs> draw these lines i don't like it i mean yeah. like it, it, an elected official or an appointed person where this is their only job, maybe that's, I feel a little more comfortable with that. But the fact that it's the lawmakers right. of each flipping state, yeah. either like sometimes it's just the party in power or sometimes it's, you know, bipartisan yeah. thing. But those are the people coming in and drawing the lines. That, that's, that's crazy. Like, that's crazy to me. It's, yeah, it's crazy. I, I don't. I someone call me and and talk me down from this cliff I'm on. Okay, so let's talk about let's get through. So in terms of population with Supreme Court cases, we're at the court basically is holding has set a precedent and is maintaining their one person one vote rule. Bless, bless. We're so grateful. Thank, Thank you. We've talked a little bit about uh, partisan gerrymandering. I guess we can talk about this, like the most recent court case that was decided. And by recent, I mean, it was 15 years ago. Yes. Uh, um, yesterday. Vieth versus Jubilier. 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 That might be what it is. It oh, my might God. be French. <laughs> so this court case in 2004 uh, was the most recent one that they decided in terms of partisanship. They do have things before them that they're going to take up in March of 2019 and we're going to get to those and what those would mean and what the structure of those cases are. But back in the, the Vieth versus the French guy case, they ruled that the partisan gerrymandering cases were non-judiciable. What does non-judiciable mean? It means that they are like not, they don't belong in court. Okay. 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 (laughs) I'm going to, I'm going to fucking lose it. Shouldn't uh, be ruling on them. And then who should it be ruling on them is what I ask. <laughs> so like, what do you mean you're not? That's like being uh, like, that's like saying, you know, I, I, as a, as a doctor, I don't think, I don't think it's my place to say what your treatment for, you know, s- s- boils and sores should be. <laughs> I don't think, I don't think it's my place. I don't think it's my place to say that. I don't think you have any business here in a hospital with your boils and sores. I mean, I'll I'll say like perhaps use this, but like you really should figure this out at home. Are you joking? Are you joking? Of all the people, of all the people, the Supreme Court is not supposed to be the entity that rules on gerrymandering cases. Then who? Me? As the queen? I'll do it. I'm so, so I'm so I'm so upset. I'm sweating. Who said this? This is this was the the decision. So Kennedy. Oh, call me Kennedy. <laughs> Kennedy, you're gonna you're not gonna like what he has to say, but it's it's a it's a window. It's a, it's a window into the, the he left a window open. So Kennedy, who's like the swing vote. Yeah, well, I know this, I know all yeah. about sweet you know, little Kennedy. Yeah, but he hinted that future cases could be argued. Future like partisan gerrymandering cases, yeah, could be argued under the violation under a violation of the First Amendment, which what? is not where you would think this would go. Why are we here? Why, why are, are we, we at why First are we Amendment here? again? We've been here. We've been here. Um, this did not come up in our First Amendment episode. It did not because why would it? Because why would it? Why would it? Here's why it would. Okay, great. Um, <laughs> the First Amendment uh, protects your freedom of speech and freedom of assembly. I am. Aware. Aware. Yeah. And so they said that the partisan gerrymandering, this is like from the, um, I think this is actually from the from the decision, that a partisan gerrymander would be unconstitutional not for violating the rights of the aggrieved party, but because voters of a particular party would be retaliated against by the government via a redistricting plan uh. for the previously expressed speech of voting for a particular party. So what that means is that the the legislature whoever is drawing the lines in a state yeah kennedy is saying why don't y'all argue that the state legislature is 
retaliating against the people in that state who voted for a party, let's say it's the Republican Party, if you voted for a Republican Party and your state, the Republican Party, and your state is run by a Democratic legislature and those are the people who are redrawing the lines, Mm -hmm. you could then argue that those lines are being redrawn to punish the people who voted for the Republican Republican Party Party in that state. Okay, That's what he's saying. Yeah. Somebody might want to try. <laughs> oh, great. I love that. But 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 the, the linchpin in that is that you're considering voting to be speech. Oh, my just God. like money is speech. Money is speech. Voting is speech. What if speech was speech? You know what I mean? OK, so if <laughs> so what you're saying is I'm literally holding my face. You can't together. see her. She is literally her hands are on her face. What you're saying. I knew this would upset me. <laughs> what you're saying is <laughs> Kennedy is is suggesting that instead of coming out up with cases that are gerrymandering cases to come up with cases that are free speech cases that have to do with gerrymandering they're all gerrymandering cases he's saying the argument that you're using about like equal protection or anything that is speech or it's you would be more likely for that a better argument might be that they're violating that this, the legislatures that are drawing these districts are violating the freedom of speech. Is he of the just voters. like giving us the answer to the test? I think he's like been sitting for 15 years waiting for somebody to be like, I got you. I'm picking yeah. up what you're putting down, Kennedy. <laughs> I love I'm it. Bring I love this. It. It's almost like this situation of like, you know, if, if I was, if I was, you know, a, a young lawyer arguing gerrymandering, you know, hypothetically, let's say. That I wanted to go to the Supreme Court with it. I uh, what I would do, and again, this is all very hypothetical and fictional. You know, I maybe, maybe what I would do is I would I would say, what about the First Amendment? <laughs> Kennedy, please call me. I feel we need to have a, a he a and I need to have a tete a tete uh, yep. because this. Do you think this would happen? Do you think people will start arguing as the First Amendment? I think people are going to get more nuanced in their approaches because also, you know, they sent back the Wisconsin case to the lower court because they basically said that the Wisconsin, the plaintiffs in the Wisconsin case didn't have standing. What is standing? Standing means like you have enough vested interest in, in the issue at hand that you have a claim before the court. So they did not have like a legitimate claim. No. Which- okay, 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 stop. Everybody sit down. If you don't have enough of a claim, right? Enough right. standing, as the kids say. Right. How in, in FDR's name do you get to the Supreme Court? You know, because you have to like go through things, right? Or can you just, can I just, can I drive, can I get in the car and drive to the Supreme Court and uh-huh. be like, knock, knock, ding, dong, it's me. <laughs> and I have a case. <laughs> <laughs> you know, because I'm that's, polite, I'm not gonna just barge in. You don't know what they're number doing. Three. Knock knock, ding dong, come. I'm coming in. <laughs> you know, like, but you know what I mean. How do you get yeah. all the way up? Because I assume you have to go through courts before the Supreme yeah. Court. Like yeah. there are under courts, or that's right. not what they're called, but circuits or something. <laughs> um, how do you get all the way up to the top? Like, how do you climb the mountain only for the people at the top of the mountain to be like, "You're not wearing shoes." <laughs> You know what I mean? Like that's crazy to me. Who's monitoring? Who let who let Wisconsin get up the mountain without shoes on? I don't know. I don't know either. Sorry. Someone call me. I'm about to start crying. Oh I'm so God. upset. Please write this into your bit. I'll this try. So I'll good. Try. I, but you know, I don't understand. I don't understand how this can possibly be happening. So is producer. There's you don't have standing. You know. Uh, who's uh, who's in the who's in the circuit courts? <laughs> I you know I can't I don't know I'm sweating. I'm so <laughs> this is why this is why I can't be a Supreme Court justice. You know, the, the only reason. Otherwise, I'm very qualified. You're very qualified. But do you do you understand what I'm saying? No, I understand. It's I like understand how, why that's because that that just highlights to me a hugely inefficient. Yeah system of you spend it's like it's hugely expensive to go through these things and it takes so much time and a lot of things are on hold while this is happening right only to get to the top and for them to be like you know it's like it's like being at the dmv and then and then they tell you oh you're missing this one sheet of paper right and nobody told you about it but you can't get your driver's license you know so i feel defeated (laughs) (laughs) literally defeated but but it is it is concerning to me that 
this idea that cases can get all the way up to the Supreme Court only for them to say, there's no claim here. There's no claim here. Okay. So we've talked about... So we've talked about partisan cases. (laughs) And population. And population. So let's talk about cases that the Supreme Court has heard uh, about gerrymandering in regards to race. Yes. Okay. So the first... uh, One of the first cases that they decided was Beer versus the U.S. in Mm -hmm. 1973, which held that the Voting Rights Act only prohibits regression of representation. Okay. What does that mean? Which means (laughs) that you... If you're talking about uh, districts that have been gerrymandered to support representation of a minority group that you can't redistrict the state and give them less representation so if you have you know 10 districts in your state two of them are gerrymandered so that the people in those districts are majority black people so their their voices are being elevated Mm -hmm. where they otherwise might not have been if those votes had been dispersed Mm -hmm. among the other districts you can't in a redistricting plan you couldn't go back and take away one of their gerrymandered districts to be one I see. And this is under the Voting Rights Act. So states uh, regulated under this law needed to, at this time, not Namoa, needed to seek permission from the attorney general in order to make these kinds of changes. So they couldn't just make them ad hoc. Uh They had to come up with a plan. Submit it. Submit it to the attorney general. The attorney general of the state or of? The United States. The United States. The The attorney general. general. And now they don't have to do that. Now they don't Wait, have so to do that. Wait, so what do they submit their homework to? You know what I mean? Like who's... They don't submit their homework They don't submit their homework. They just wake... They just... They, they, they do whatever the fuck they want. They draw the lines and then they say, this is it. This is it. There's no, shall we say, checks and balances no. anymore. No. Why was that struck down? That was struck down because that was uh, Shelby County versus Holder. And the... I remember this happening... When they they basically said, like, they don't need protections anymore. Everything is better now. Holder. Eric Holder, the attorney general for Obama. Yes. Sorry. I just made that connection. Because he's the attorney general who was like, wait, okay. So, so Shelby Shelby County County was was like, we don't, they don't need protecting anymore. Like, it's fine. We don't, it's good. We're doing well. We're doing great. great. Everything's great. You can tell we're a super equal country. La, la, la. And then the Supreme Court was like, yeah. Mm Mm-hmm. Yeah. Absolutely not. <laughs> Absolutely not. Yeah. That makes... Have they read the Constitution? They know the checks and balances Clearly thing? they've never been to the South. Clearly they've never been or, to the South. Or, you know, South. to Harlem. Honestly, I... It's... I. There's nothing more to say that I'm just... I'm not upset. I'm disappointed. Right. Like, I just... I'm literally about to have a meltdown. I know. Because I, can, is, I can feel it coming again. I know. <laughs> the room is getting tense. Because <laughs> I really can't handle this. That's that's stupid. That's stupid that you yeah. can just draw lines and the only check, I guess, to that is bringing it to the Supreme Court right. again. That's the only check because the Supreme Court won't create another check. No, and you would have to have some kind of like, you would have to bring a case that would, like, I don't think they would overturn. You'd have to bring something that would create a clear difference, like a new case that had some kind of distinctive qualifier that they shall we say that it's like a a violation of the first amendment i don't know i don't know where who again who's to say that that's the idea that's on the table i'm just saying i as justice kennedy if i was arguing (laughs) gerrymandering case um okay so that's stupid great that's stupid love it yeah hate it yeah wonderful yeah um what's next should we talk about bush versus vera in 1996 for race I love that your first bullet point is, again, Texas, but please explain what happened in Texas this time. <laughs> this time. The state, so again, like after we, when we talked about the census, this is what happened. The state was awarded three additional congressional districts following a reapportionment. What does that mean? I like how you paused because you knew I was going <laughs> to ask what that word meant. <laughs> um, where you like divvy up the the districts. Ah, uh, yes, yes, right? yes. Following a reapportionment from the census, so they redistricted the entire state. Great, because they got new. They got three. They got new three districts. new districts. So they Big. had to go through and like figure some shit Draw. out. Yeah, yeah. The state Texas used race as a proxy for, for political affiliation, and so they put all of the like black and Latinos into particular districts because. They used race as a proxy for political party. Right. And the state, 
uh, the uh, the uh, Supreme Court struck down three of the 24 districts that were challenged in court because they said that you could not use race as a proxy for partisanship. For partisanship. Yeah. What then do you use? I mean, again, I agree. Race is not to be used as like an indicator on how you vote. Right. But what is used? Like your voting record? For drawing the line? Yeah. Yeah, sometimes. Not all the time. Not because all the time, why, why it's all we... done by different states. And different states have their You know what would be cute? Can I just say something that would be super cute? It's going to be wild, but it, I think it would be adorable if we had a federal standard on how each state drew lines. They tried that. There was I forget And what which, happened? There was one case I forget which one it was, but it was um they basically said uh, we have to have a standard. Yes. And was it me back in is, time? It was you back in time. <laughs> um, yeah. It was I've lived another in- life. It's, I'm the exact same. <laughs> it was you back in time. They said we have to have some kind of standard, mm-hmm. some kind of burden of proof to show, to prove that somebody, that this was partisan in some way mm-hmm. and that there are people hurt by this partisan, partisan uh, drawing of districts. Um, but the burden of proof was so high that they couldn't, find anybody to meet the standard i meet the standard i am the burden (laughs) it's me let's do it again i will go to the supreme court i will knock knock and ding dong and i will go in and be i will announce myself as the burden of proof and we will get this federally i will bring you you will bring me i will bring you You will argue my case i'm it's first amendment we'll wink at justice kennedy be like heard ya heard ya Um, we got you, boo. I feel like we should try again. You know, this is what I hate is when they like we tried it once and it we you know it didn't work, mm-hmm. and then nothing happened again. Right? It's, it's like okay, we didn't like we didn't get right the first time. Right? Perhaps we get another go. Right? Let's try to figure again. out like a federal standard. Right? So that way Texas isn't just showing up every other year to the Supreme Court, being like, "Oops, we did it again. <laughs> we did it again." <laughs> Our hand was in the cookie jar again. Sorry, sorry mom. Sorry. It's it, you know they're like they're like poorly behaved teenagers. Yeah. So where does this leave us? So this leaves us in our current situation, <laughs> which is great. Which is great. I couldn't. I couldn't want anything more for us. <laughs> the Supreme Court is going to hear um, two cases. <laughs> no way. In. My- they do two a year. I know. That's their max. That's, like, That's why they had to turn down Wisconsin. That was going to be three. They couldn't do I it. Know, I couldn't. know. So they, they're hearing two cases in March of this year, 2019. And they're hearing the case in Maryland where it's What are the they doing? Democrats that have been accused of political gerrymandering. And in North Carolina where it's the Republicans that have been accused. I of love it. It's very West Side Story. Yeah. Uh-uh. So the... Republicans claim that in uh, sorry in Maryland the Republicans claim that Democrats redistricted part of the western like the western area of the state mm-hmm. in the favor of Democrats to increase their hold on the state from six Democratic representatives to two Republican representatives and they made it seven to one so so they the Republicans Democratic yeah so, yeah six Democratic reps to seven Republican representatives went down from two to one and there's like some like truth to that the margin of the district swung there's a one particular district that they're looking at and the margin of the district swung from a republican winning by 68 mm-hmm. percent to a democrat winning by 21 percent i mean that's a heavy swing i see it that's a big swing mm-hmm. all right I... so there's like some there's some legitimacy to that right the republican challengers claimed that the democrats retaliated against them for voting this is like going back to Kennedy's free speech thing. This is where they're using this argument. The Republican challengers claimed that did that, that the Democrats retaliated against them for voting Republican. And thus they claimed it, vi- it was a violation of their freedom of speech and assembly. If I was playing devil's advocate, because you can still vote, you know, it's like it doesn't inhibit your your right to vote. Right. It's also like because you 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 can still vote in that district. I understand that when you right when gerrymandering happens, it means that you don't have equal representation in your legislature. You know, you don't have the opportunity to get somebody who represents you into the higher areas to basically make laws for you. Right. You know, but this argument of freedom of speech, like you are not allowing me to voice my vote. It's like technically you can still vote. You can still vote. I also feel like this, like the burden of proof here. Like I don't, 
I understand the freedom of speech argument. I think it's really nebulous that you're, yeah. it's like the whole state is being retaliated. Like the voters in the state, ex, you know, hundreds of thousands of them are being personally retaliated against by a legislature for vote. Like that is really hard to prove that whatever yeah. that, that body is that's re, that's drawing these lines is retaliating against these people, which is like, that seems like really like, how do you, judge that how do you prove that i have literally zero percent unless idea. there's like you know george washington bridge chris christie era-esque emails that are like shut it down oh, you know that are that are if there's emails that are like we hate them we yeah. want more blues districts more like, blue districts right that's clear honestly i wouldn't be surprised if emails like that were sent sometimes whatsapp sometimes messages i see like, like evidence that like comes up to sort of condemn politicians for doing shady stuff and i'm like do you guys watch right do you the west know? wing do you watch do you watch like law and order it's not hard to no. find evidence no you, you can know? find I, it don't put don't put it in writing no like rule of thumb if you're gonna do something shady don't put it in writing have a phone call have a phone call yep. say it in person yeah meet for coffee meet for tea god almighty uh, yeah so in november of last year in 2018 the district court ruled for the plaintiffs and they they ordered that so the they state, ruled for the republicans they, they were ruled like for the yes republicans. your freedom of speech has been violated right. and, yeah and right. they said they had to draw a new map but the democrats in the state because it's maryland it's a democratic one's red yeah. state the Democrats were like, no. Love it. We're going to go to SCOTUS. And they knock, knock, ding, dong. And they knock, knock, ding, dong on SCOTUS as Doha. The other one that they'll hear is about North Carolina. And it's the same kind of thing. So the lower courts ruled that Republicans violated voter rights when they redrew the lines. Great. And that Republicans, <laughs> in turn, Republicans, this I find absolutely hilarious. The Republicans are claiming that the Democrats just want to see more Democrats elected to office. Sure. First of all fucking duh i mean yeah <laughs> i i honestly have nothing more to say, yes. more to say about that like you, like that first of all second of all you did the exact same thing you do the exact same thing oh, yeah. like you, what party does not want to see more people of their own party in office that is the whole point of parties yes okay my turn to you i know i love it that I was love it. honestly it's so nice to not feel like you know <laughs> <laughs> like the, like the reasoning the is so fucking stupid this and this is where i was like i almost threw my computer across the room i love tell me i feel like i'm gonna take it really well i'm you're gonna this is amazing the republicans claim that a voter this in north carolina this is what they're claiming a voter cannot go to court just because there is not proportional representation in his state <laughs> okay <laughs> okay if anyone is injured from the lack of proportional representation, mm, who is it? said the legislators, it would be the member of Congress. <laughs> fuck you and the horse your mother rode in on. Absolutely not. Fuck? Absolutely. Let me let me tell you something, Arden, that you may may, may or may not know. Um, members of Congress are fine. They're doing great. <laughs> They're doing super. They're, They're doing better than us. Right. They're doing better than us. Would be that's who is hurt by this? Like yes. the gall of these Republicans. The but can, like what is that? So right now what it stand the case that they're hearing is So it's going to go it's a it's like a pretty basic redistricting like you made it a it's the Republicans redistricting right, in their favor. Right, but that's what I don't understand. If it's like a basic gerrymandering case, which is what we see like pretty much every year, yeah. we see a basic like the Republicans did something shady or the Democrats did something shady and the Supreme Court comes and is like, no, you can't do that. Right. Why in Teddy Roosevelt's name is this happening every year? Because why, we, like, you know, why can't they be like, now that I've set this, now that I've set this precedent, you know, like when right, other right, right. things that they rule on, it's like the precedent has already been set that like gay marriage is legal because we ruled that. Right. Why can't a precedent be set on gerrymandering? It's like when you do these three things, right. it's not, you can't even come here. Right. You can't even come to my door. You cannot knock, knock, ding, dong if it's one of these three things. <laughs> Somebody call me. You know what I mean? Like no, I know. the one thing that they will not set a precedent on yep. is gerrymandering. Yeah. No, I know. I think, I mean, I said it in the beginning, I think they're really reluctant. I think some of the justices, not all of them. Are We're not going to name names. Not going <laughs> to name names. Are reluctant to like rule in a political, in a case that's so clearly political because it has to do with the political parties, which is basically like. I mean, it does, but it's also, it, but it also doesn't. 
like the reason why it exists is because of political parties that right. is true right but creating a standard for how you can draw lines that's that's not political it doesn't matter if you're a democrat or a republican you cannot do those things right like that's what i don't understand because that's just that's like structuring that's just structural right you know and granted yes it is about the whole like you know representation of the parties but like we can't keep right. not ruling about you know it, yeah. we can't keep being like so this time it's you know you right. can't do that and the next time it's that because they're actually they're relatively consistent mm-hmm. they've been pretty i mean like they've, they've you know it's like you do something shady they're them. gonna be like you can't do that and right. they'll strike it down right but just set the precedent or maybe i don't know is it the scotus's job right. to to set these rules i don't know but like so <laughs> yeah i think they're just i think they're trying to save what little independence there is left of the Supreme Court. That's the point. Like the justices are supposed to be independent. Totally. But again, I I think if you're looking at like the process of it, that's not partisan. Like how, like just like how a bill becomes a law, that's not partisan. You know, like there's, there are steps that you take. Right, 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 Totally. You know, it's, it's structural. And those things we've decided on and we all agree upon. And when you don't do that, it doesn't, you can't, it doesn't happen. Yeah. I don't understand why the same thing can't happen for gerrymandering. Again, I should be on the Supreme Court. I, I think like the more I think if you had like Democratic states that or any like, any state, if you had a, a group of states that put into place some kind of like automated line drawing system, mm-hmm. like the robot that you want. Yeah. And then there were other states that still had politicians like drawing their lines. Yeah. That there could be a case in the future about like, well, my my vote is less is less representative is less equal and is more subject to like a, oppression and mm-hmm. like violations of my freedom of speech than somebody who lives in like California because California in this scenario would use some kind of system to like draw their lines. Right. Well, that's what I'm saying. Like, that's like, I feel like that could be the next step. Like in 50 years where yeah. we're headed. So the other thing that makes me, this is where I'm going to get angry. Yes. I let it out. Hear her roar. Talk to me. Talk to um, me. I, <laughs> I just growled. You did. You did growl. Um, this is where I get angry. Okay, the court has decided <laughs> that it's one fucking person, one fucking vote. Right? Yeah, that is exactly the verbiage. That this was is used. this is the reasoning that we have. This is yes. the precedent. So, when I was doing the research, I was like, then why do we still have the goddamn electoral college? Mm-hmm. Why? Mm-hmm. Why? Why? It's not one person, one vote. It's not. It's not. I get like a tenth of an eighth of a percent of a vote and somebody in Wyoming gets 20. Yeah. I don't, it's not that stark, but right. it's basically, that is the, it's very realm, the yes, that yes. is the extreme that we're living in. And I had this moment where I was, I got severely depressed and I didn't have wine and I was really oh, upset by my, that. Oh, my love. Because I realized that even though we have the Supreme Court precedent, that's one person, one, one person, vote, one vote, we will never, we could never use it against the electoral college because the electoral college is in the fucking constitution it is and you can't even though they've ruled that this like like a violation of one person one vote is unconstitutional those two things will never square we'll like never use that as a reason to get rid of the electoral college it is the biggest fucking catch-22 that i have ever heard of and i was so angry and upset <laughs> yes i mean as you should be okay. because it's ridiculous as i've said many times our country was built upon a first draft of an idea mm-hmm. and then nobody revised it no they really did i think pages got lost pages like, I got think- lost there were fires like we said it was on parchment which disintegrates in sunlight so we are built on a first draft of a country that's what we are like not like that's why we have so many issues now is because we a were built on a first draft and refused to revise right like a very very deep like seated reluctance to make any sort of revisions of how yeah. things work because there's history and there's precedent and you know America doesn't have a ton of history because it's a relatively younger Young. yep. country um and so we're very precious about these things that you know are american values what this country was built upon slavery and i'm like you guys this country was built upon like pine wood which is not very sturdy like imagine imagine like having a house that you build out of a pine tree and you went in a bucket which is which is not a sturdy which is not a sturdy wood you build this house and then you discover bricks 
and you're like, man, I would love to really just sort of like put some bricks on this pine. But I mean, we built it on pine. <laughs> but like I and I would be I would be violating my identity if I were to put a sturdier material right. on, a uns- on, a, on an unsturdy structure. What? Like it's like an invasion of the identity. And I'm like, no, you guys, it's like getting a haircut, right? It's you. It's <laughs> Did you just come up with this? Yes. This is so fucking smart. Oh, thank you so much. Um, I am sweating and blacked out. <laughs> um, <laughs> I love when people are like, you can't change the constitution. Like, yeah. The yes, you can. You actually, you can. Is, like that's there is actually ends. a process uh-huh. to change the constitution. That's right. I feel like we were, we built a country where we could make laws and take them away. Like we created that system for ourselves. And now we live in a society where we won't touch anything. Right. Democracy is giving people power. Nothing says more like power than the person who has the most votes receiving the office. That's right. that's that's an execution of that power. Yeah. So and the electoral college because it does not allow that 100% of the time, mm-hmm. the electoral college if it should work and should stay, it should reflect that the majority of the population voted for this candidate. Right. And to bring it back to our topic of today, gerrymandering, gerrymandering, don't make me mad. Did you forget? <laughs> That's the argument behind like when, when you have you know, uh, like 60 percent of a state will vote for the Democratic representatives who are running for offices in their state. And yet they only get, you know, they get three Democratic reps out of the 10 possible. Right. Who are, you know, like there's a there's a misalignment there. And that a lot of that is due to most of that is due to gerrymandering. Like the people are they want more Democratic representation and they're not getting it because of things like the Electoral College, things like gerrymandering that are reigning in uh, reigning in their votes in ways that are suppressing their voice. And that's a good end point. I feel like I feel hope and I've never been happier in my life. I've never Great. felt more joy. I've never had more fun. <laughs> I'm not angry. But thank you for joining us on this journey, guys. <laughs> it was a roller coaster today. It was a roller coaster. I felt a lot. I felt a lot. I learned a lot. Great. It's a hard. It's a hard. Topic it's a really hard topic because it it's not regulated. It's so case by case. Yeah. In and of itself, gerrymandering is could not be more confusing. Could not be more confusing, in my opinion. Yeah. But uh, but thank you for joining us. We love you, and we will see you next Wednesday. Bye.